I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. I'm the founder and CEO of the Source Marketing Group, a cannabis and craft beer marketing technology company based in Denver, Colorado. Today, we're going to hear from special guest, John Richard Aguabaca. JR is founder and CEO of Jotia Group. Jotia Group is a B2B trade show and expo organizer, and their next upcoming event is the Green Label Summit and Expo in Las Vegas. I can't wait to geek out on events and event marketing on this episode so that our listeners can understand how to make the most out of their event budgets and how to run high-performing events that actually have a return on investment. Welcome, JR. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me. Um, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I look forward to uh, having everyone learn more about you. So, But I want them to hear it straight from you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh, wow. Um, feels like an interview, isn't it? <laughs> you know, when you, when you interview <laughs> people. But yes, um, as you rightly said, uh, my name is John Richard Ogwabaka. Uh, most of people just call me JR because, as you know, that last name is not the it's not the quickest or the easiest to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when um, you have parents from Nigeria, and um, yeah, so so quite many from last name I must say. Uh, but yeah, so I'm the founder and CEO of um, Jotia Group, and it's we're just a event organizer, B2B mainly um, here in North America. And yeah, we are looking at so putting up events where our exhibitors can have a great time, an amazing time, return on investment. And also when it comes to the visitors, making sure that the visitors have an amazing experience and um, they can actually source whatsoever solution that they're looking for, really. Nice. Yeah. And I love uh, to hear about it. I can't wait to see it come to life this fall. And um, tell us a little bit more about Green Green Label uh, Summit and Expo, because it sounds like you're doing it a little bit differently this year, separating maybe the summit and and giving people an opportunity to to do some on-site consumption in a, in a really unique way. That is actually spot on. So the Green Label Expo is a um, some Expo and Summit. Um, it's essentially a B2B cannabis, psychedelic, CBD event. And as most of us in the industry know, you go to the industry, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say issues, but a lot of different moving pieces and puzzles in the industry uh, from legislations to policies, seems as though it's ever-changing every day, right? Um, so the, the, the summit version of it would be held at the Expo World Market Center um, come September 13 and 14 in Las Vegas. And that's where everyone will be having a chat about the different policies, medical marijuana, psychedelics, which is a big thing now, as we know. Um, um, payment processing. We have quite a few good organizations also involved, which I'm quite fortunate about to have them involved, like the M4MM, NCIA. Wow, I love that. The NCIA yeah. is huge. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got the Chamber of Cannabis as well. Uh, 
Last Prisoners Project, which has been an amazing work as well in the community. So we have all these key organizations or associations coming there to educate. Uh, we also have some financial people as well on there, but it's absolutely going to be terrific. We're very excited about that. And, and, and like you rightly said, we now have the export version of it as well, where people come to an event as a as a manufacturer because you have you want people to taste your product you want them to feel it you want them to consume it right so when you give it to the hands of these people you want to ensure that they're happy with it just like you are and yeah absolutely sampling's huge absolutely and fortunately unfortunately a lot of venues slash convention centers do not allow that but we now decided to have that at a very recently opened. It's actually the only um, cannabis lounge in Las Vegas at the moment called Nuwu. Um, it's a tribal dispensary. So that's where the expo will be held come October 31st, which is Halloween day and um, November the 1st. So people can sample, people can give up products, people can consume. Um, yeah, it's absolutely exciting. Some music, some yeah, it's it's yeah, mental. Everyone is excited about it. I am I'm very proud of that. That's huge. Yeah, I think to your point, there's a rare opportunity to actually get your product in front of people in that way. Consumption lounge, that's perfect. And um, in terms of your audience, or you know who who would benefit the most? Um, who who is this for? Who can benefit from attending? Is it anybody in the supply chain in those industries? Correct. So the, the event we want it to be for all the professionals in the industry. So think about, as we mentioned, the cannabis industry, which is obviously big because you have the manufacturers in there, right? Um, but you also have people that do different things like packaging. You have people that provide solutions like payment processing. Because again, that's a big thing in the sector at the moment. Well, I don't know if you saw what happened with Visa um oh yeah mastercard too MasterCard, i saw their right. recent yeah, warning yeah. yeah um so people there, there are different options that, that a lot of people do not know about so those folks will come there to showcase and educate and then for the visitors you're looking at if you're a grower if you're dispensary if you're a smoke shop if you're a wholesaler a distributor um even if you sell e-com online um, retailers so they all come in there to see what are those products or what are those services that we can actually source and use um, for our different businesses and that's essentially what it would be wow amazing and how how long has this event been around is it is it a first year event or Yes, so this would be the launch event for this particular event. That's nice. why everyone is excited wow. because it's very unique. There's, again, there's quite a few other events out there that everyone knows about, but it seems as though you've seen the same faces over and over again. You already know how it is. But we wanted to bring something that's different um, to the community and to the space. Yeah, it is so needed, actually. Um yeah, just heard somebody uh, attend a, another event this month and they're like, oh, attendance wasn't great. And I think because, again, s 
sometimes they're not offering the experiential elements that the community needs. Like you said, these events are are put together to to bring people together. And if it's the same old thing, you know, every time, like it's not as encouraging. And this yeah. is super really just unique. And, and I think what, what appeals to me is the crossover, right? In emerging markets, you have psychedelics, you have cannabis and CBD. There's a lot we can all learn from each other. And I think bringing that community together is really interesting. And I'm curious if you can tell the, the listeners, what kind of experiences and opportunities do you provide for attendees from cannabis, psychedelics, or other emerging markets? Quite, quite a good point you actually raised that and goes back to what the whole model of it. So when, when we talk to a lot of people in this space, as you rightly said, people wanted something fresh. Um, it, it's a very great community um, and, and everyone is so super nice, right? But challenges, what can we do different, right? What can we do to make the, the community or make this space more acceptable and hence why we have the likes as i mentioned the last prisoners project did a phenomenal work in making sure yeah that, that people that are incarcerated um for for something that's now legal are no more in there right and bringing people yeah. like that on there like the chamber of cannabis like the nca um branding amazing guy uh, again they have all these different stuff that they're doing and we, we want to make sure that when the attendees come in there, they, they see the work that's been done by these different stakeholders, associations, individuals. We have someone, this lady called um, Nos, Nos, Nos Jews, forgive me if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but again, she does an amazing work in the community out here in Nevada, but the, the attendees would hear the spiritual side of things as well and how they can incorporate that. Obviously, there's always going to be fun, right? So the music part, the entertainment part, um, different raffles, very engaging, um, networking. Yeah. So think of all the, most of the big wig wearers, shall I say, in the industry who want everyone to congregate, have that yeah. energy and and not not just have fun, but also get educated and alongside um, make some money, right? Um, get, yeah. get new clients, make sure that your brand's out there. But yeah, so it's all it's all encompassing in one 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 event. And why would somebody uh, attend this event over another event? Why are you all different? Fair question on that. <laughs> um, it's it, it's all fun and games to say that again I'm not going to knock down any events out there, but unfortunately, events out there in this space it, it's becoming very for the dollar, right? Very financial mm -hmm. driven, as opposed to what is actually happening in the community. So. Our event, it's not so much about that. We're not really focused about the financial aspect of it. We want to put on an event. So when the visitors come there, they know that it's an event for the people, by the people. So any conversation, those hard, hard conversations, those thought-provoking conversations, 
would be had at the event. You'd get educated, you'd get enlightened. Um, and again, the best part of it is you get to consume as well if you want to um, for the exhibitors yeah. that want to give out that product, uh, which is a big thing for, for, for the industry. So it's just purely it's for the community. Um, and we just want everyone to walk away and say, this is an amazing event. We cannot wait for it to be next year. And I think it's over time. It's overdue really for, for, for something like this to happen. I agree. Well, and you're the, I think you have the team to, to pull it off and give people uh, that have attended that experience and that feeling of, hell yeah, I want to attend again. Um, to your point, I, I think it's just, it's, um, it's those unique opportunities of networking that make it better because, you know, we are in the industry and a lot of people have that social anxiety at events yeah. and, uh, you know, like take the edge off, go to the consumption lounge and you can still get those handshake deals done. Um, and so I think that that's going to be really interesting. I can't wait to see, um, at how everything pans out. Absolutely. And, and, and to that note as well, we're on the summit side, we have a panatourism, um, panel session. You have someone like Max and Fanson and there's Lexi hotel. So if you, one of the big things in the industry right, is the cannabis consumption lounges, right? And we have these people that now has or they've gotten the license for these and they can now come in then educate oh if you're interested in in in, in um getting a license this is the steps you've got to take uh, basically teaching you and hence why i said again very informational educational um events uh for for people that actually not just talk the talk but walk the walk as well um but yeah, yeah so it's, it's absolutely brilliant that's huge. I think to actually hear the people that have experienced the hurdles and they're now up on a panel to help you overcome that from the get go. Right. Yeah. It, I think it really helps you be as intentional with, with your spending, right. When you're a small uh, or medium sized operator and you're scaling up. Yeah. And so it sounds like this is going to be just a a amazing. And I'm really excited about everything that you've put together from from the content to even to your point, the, the music, I mean, every little detail, it's a lot to plan. And it really, that kind of brings us into our next topic. Cause we've talked about, about your event, but I want to talk even higher level about events in general and give our audience some tips and tricks, uh, you know, that way they can really get the most out of company events, whether it's, uh, you know, they're attending or they're sponsoring it or hosting it directly. Um, if I were a, a small business, for example, with a limited budget, how would you recommend that someone optimize their time at an event to get the most value out of it? I think the two components of it, right? So number one is if this person is coming in there as a exhibitor or vendor sponsor, whichever word, and, and if that's the case, one too many times when we've had events, you see people go there and think, okay, because I have a, a presence there, because I have a booth, then suddenly I have a magic wand, right, that I would just walk away with whatever my goals and my desire is from that event. And yep. it, it's, it's a very far-fetched um, from the truth because you have to put in the work like everything else. You want to open up a business, you've got to put in the work. So when you find yourself at an event, remember, 
thousands of people also there are hundreds of people also there just like yourself so what sets you aside so you want to be a bit more engaging i i see people in on their booth just sitting down sometimes scrolling on the phone that oh just, no that's the worst no it just speaks and, and a lot of times those are the people that would not come back and give you some complaints but and then you have the, someone next to them that have an amazing dress right yeah what is the difference difference is these people were a bit more proactive um they wanted to make sure that people you know you want to be personal so be personal with people um have an in-depth conversation with them then just expect everyone to come to you um yeah and, and when you're having this chat let them know what your capabilities are um for me i think the, the true thing is being proactive and being personal as well move around talk to other vendors if you're a vendor right um again a few of our events we've done in the past we've seen people walk away and making good i hate to use this i hate the word but um transactions not just with visitors but with fellow exhibitors you know people can do joint venture you know if i'm a packaging company other cannabis company that are also my clients so guess what i would do is i'll probably send myself or send one other person to talk to other exhibitors as well um that way you use a one stone to to, to kill two birds really uh, but yeah so yeah. you just have to oh, yeah go ahead sorry I'm just getting excited because I'm like, you you brought in two good points. The booth engagement is so important. Um, I was at Craft Brewers Conference in May for Craft craft Brew, you know, I love that. But um, there were some people that, I mean, literally were sitting on their phone and then they don't make eye contact. Making eye contact is one simple way just to get somebody to enter a conversation as they walk by your booth. But people, when you're on your phone, I mean, I walked by multiple booths that I, and I actually wanted to talk to some of these people, but they looked too busy and too tied up in their own environment. And it, it wasn't an environment that was approachable. So I went over to somebody else. And um, another thing I noticed too, was somebody was tearing down their booth and like, you know, on the way out, stopped and made conversation. I mean, they were literally just squeezing every ounce of that event and networking, networking, networking. Um, and to your point, vendors, go talk to other vendors. Absolutely. Like those are, there's so much opportunity yeah. there to your point. And uh, from joint opportunities, joint venture opportunities to, um, you know, again, uh, what, are you an affiliate? You know, maybe you all, uh, there's a gap in the market that I serve and you don't. Um, there is so much of that that I see. And again, I, it's, it takes a lot of proactiveness. And yeah. the other thing I would add is, knowing the sessions and expo lineup so you can be intentional with your time and know okay i gotta be here for networking and then i want to go i want to be educated on these topics you know and really maximize that education that's available correct and and, and you can that that's that's spot on because as i rightly said you you under the same roof with hundreds if not thousands of people, depending on the scale of the event. And oh, yeah. what sets you aside? Every other person, everyone there as well, are there to get an ROI from that event. So what sets you apart? It doesn't hurt to say hello, to smile, to 
talk to, approach people, um, you've literally got that 48 hours, depending on the event, if it's a two-day event or a three-day event. You've got those two days to make the most out of it. And people, at the end of the day, work with people that they like, right? Yeah. This conversation we're having now, I'm sure started with a first initial conversation at one point. We saw the synergy. We liked each other. We're like, oh, let's have a chat, right? Uh, because I'm, you were thinking of something else. I was thinking of something else. And like, okay, let's make this happen. And that's how business is as well. Mm -hmm. So you say hello to somebody and they come there. Uh, Yes, they might not be a good client for you at that time, but they might know some other person. And that's one thing Vegas have taught me, um, living in Vegas for a few years now, is you do not know who you're talking to. You literally do not know who you're talking to. You don't know what network this person has. But it starts by saying hello. It starts by connecting with that person um, and having a being a human being I, I, I say being a human being um, yeah. this, this these days has made things a bit different now where everyone is on that gadget um, on, on their mobile phones and that takes away that human relationship like it used to be years ago but just be a human being and talk to people and leave the gadget alone for a, while, for a minute yeah that makes a huge difference I mean you're you're standing on a trade show floor and um, God, one time I actually just complimented someone's shoes at an event and we got into conversation and now they're my client. <laughs> I mean, you just really never know. And and it's so funny. Like I never, I got an edible out of that conversation. Like it was good stuff. Um, and so, yeah, you really, you really never know. And I think those are some good tips. And while we're still talking about at, at the event, some good event uh, tips. What are some tips for building a badass booth property on a low budget? To answer that question, I use an example of a, of a piece of clothing. It's not about wearing that expensive designer clothing. Right? So you could see someone that wore a $5,000 t-shirt and it just looks rubbish right? because they do not know how to pull it together. And then you can see someone that wore, that went to Goodwill, bought a T-shirt for one dollar, two dollar, put it on, and that person gets a lot of compliments. Right? You can actually have an amazing event without breaking the bank. Um, so for us, for instance, we do something called where we give again all events different, but for a lot of our exhibitors, they have the option to have a standard pipe and drip uh, as part of the package and that's just a curtain or a drape and table standard stuff but obviously at that point you come with your banner anything you want to use to make it look cool and, and stand out but you have to work with somebody that understands your brand um to give it that color don't be afraid to have a a, a colorful stand or colorful theme or scheme um yep because people look at that first impression is oh is that boring you also want to make sure that your brand speaks for itself so if someone looks at your brand immediately they know what you do i know on the flip side of it some people like to keep it a bit ambiguous to keep people curious so that those people will come over and say oh what do you actually do 
Very good point. You know? mm. So yeah, there are two sides of it, but for the most part, have a brand that stands out, um, clean, simple, talks, speaks about what you guys do by just the first glance, and yep, yeah, and you can have an amazing event. And you don't, you really don't need to have a half million dollar booth no. property to have success. I mean, trust me, I've, I've seen it all because uh, in my former life doing, you know, huge trade shows where we had, you know, the biggest booth in this spot, pneumatic tubes yeah. running across and there are really cool things, but guess what? You don't need that to win. I wrote a, uh, wrote a blog after MJ BizCon last year about some of the ways people utilize their booth properties go check that out if you're listening because there was one booth and they just used really simple techniques to capture your eye as you were as we were walking by the booth they had colored tinctures so like a red a bright blue a bright green a bright uh, bright yellow everything else was standard a retractable banner table mm -hmm. with a tablecloth um, it was steamed please don't go with a bunch of wrinkled stuff that looks unprofessional but um you know, for me, that caught my yeah. eye, and that was probably you know, you know, hundred, two hundred dollars worth of stuff uh, that they set out to get that engagement right, and to get a passerby to say, "Oh, what's this? What's that? What's that colored tincture?" And it didn't really have anything yeah. to do with their actual product, but it got me talking to them. And those are the types of things that you need to be thinking of. And and again, on the opposite end, I've seen people show up and wrinkly tablecloths it looks like they don't even take care of their booth property so like that's not a good yeah. look for you if you're trying to attract new clients and, and you know to add to that as well um and, and i think it's very similar just alluding to that point just find a way to be creative right we, we had a client in an event a marketing event we did years ago and what they did was they had a business card um but the business card when you turns into the map of London underground, the tube thing. So you get the card and you open it up and you've got the map of London underground. Um, just find something to be creative. I thought that was quite unique. Um, yeah, they had a lot of that. They had a lot of people uh, come there. Candies, you could, for, for the cannabis, you could do like candies, cannabis or something. Just joint. Just be creative with it. Um, and mm -hmm. people get attracted to those stuff. You know, people actually do get accurate because that effort, when you have something different, um, again, it might not be yep. a brand new concept as such, but a lot of people hasn't seen it and they get attracted to that. So yeah, you could absolutely have, except you have a big budget, you don't really have to have a whistle and, and, and what's the whistle and what's that word? The bells, right? You don't really need to have the bells oh, yeah. on, on your on your um, booth. Well, and I've I've seen even a selfie station at a booth. Oh, come, you know, um, we'll 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 design a you know particular background that's specific to the event, and we'll email you the photo after it's a touch point afterwards, yeah. right? Because you have to think about your post event follow up. Your work does not end at the event uh, on the last day of the event. Really, that's when your work from the event just get started <laughs> right you're nurturing you're following up and um my my next question and i'm gonna have to answer it first was what what's the number one mistake people make after an event and 
for me, I think it's not following up with leads from the trade show. I've even heard a stat that 86% of people don't follow up with their trade show leads. That's the whole reason you're there. And, and, and I was about to say that, but I'll take it one notch a bit further. It's not, and, and then you also have people that, for me, I'll probably say not following up enough because mm-hmm. you, you have those people that do not follow up at all, but you also have the vast majority of people that also follows up or, or not, but just follows up once via a phone call or email and you do not get anything back and then you just leave it at that point. Um, yeah. Again, remember, these visitors spoke to 20, 30, 40 different people. Um, and everyone is reaching out to them or tries reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be persistent with your follow-up. Um, yeah. You've got to send them like a little offer, thanking them. Thank them for coming over to your booth. Just little, you could call it drip campaign. I know you guys are in marketing. You can call it drip campaign. If you're on the sales side, you could you know, reach out in different ways. Connect with them on LinkedIn, phone, email, different ways. Give them a gift. Keep them informed of what you guys are doing. And remember, each brand or each each individual, right, on average is exposed to about 40, 50 brands a day. Meaning, I come to the office, I've got my mobile phone, it's a different brand. My laptop is a different brand. I'm driving, I'm seeing all these ads on the, on the freeway. You know, I'm exposed to about 40, 50 different brands every day that I'm alive. So... You want to be that visible to these guys that once they're thinking, okay, six months down the line, I need X, Y, Z, I need payment. Then they remember, oh, I've actually, I remember seeing these guys at an expo. I remember getting an email from them. I remember the phone calls. I remember this offer. I remember connecting the post on LinkedIn, all those stuff. And then that's how, that's how you keep that relationship. And then maybe six months later, then they can convert to a client or it might be a year, it might be two years later. But just a one-off, that's one of the biggest mistakes I've seen after events. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the single biggest and people spend a lot of time and energy. Oh, I know how I feel. After an event, like I want two days by myself. I'm an extrovert too. I still need, <laughs> like I need to <laughs> recharge. And um to, to have put all of that in, it makes sure you're on the other side doing that consistent post-event follow-up. Don't wait three months after the event when the lead, that, that warm lead is now cold. Um, and, and again, you'll have much more success. My last question here before we roll into the lightning round is what are some examples of experiential elements at an event? You know, examples of experiential elements at an event from things I've seen that create an experience is more of um right one time we did a casino theme on our world tour in brazil for an email deliverability company i worked for and at that event you know it was it was an experience because we actually converted a movie theater into a casino so on the outside we had table games those were branded each uh number card had email tips and tricks you know even inside when you're uh, in the educational session in the theater, you know, you had like movie popcorn. You felt like you're really yeah. at a theater. Uh, we've done progressive yeah. dinners, brought in cigar rollers. So really just creating 
experiences at events that again, uh, will create memories and be more unique than just, Hey, yeah, let's all meet up and have a drink and go yeah, home. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and that's what events are turning into slowly, right? Because if you think of mm-hmm. what's happening with the whole AR, VR, AI, blockchain, metaverse, oh, yeah. it's becoming that. As a matter of fact, um, one of the things we've got going on this year is next to our event, we're running it alongside another event called Breathe Convention, uh, which is run by Sean Willis. Um, oh, yeah, nice. Vegas. Another cool event, and that's more futuristic, emerging tech. Um, but when it comes to events, you know, people we've had people had like a golf simulation sort of thing where people come in there, they, they practice that swing. Um, anyone that can oh, get yeah. into the hall gets X Y Z draw or prize. Um, we've had like a um, what do you call the Hoculus? The VR thing that kids use these days. Yeah. Oh, oh, o- Oculus. That's, that's the word. Yeah. Oh, that would be and cool. You literally, we have a partner actually that does that. Um, again, that's one of the things that we've got going on at the event. We the we did the IO. They are a um, blockchain Web three technology in the cannabis space. Um, so you'd have something with that where you walk in and there's going to be like puzzles around the event where you can go find all of these. So you, you it, it's like a, a hunt, right? Oh, Not, wow. Without giving yep. out so much away, but um, you, you have to, we, we want to make it very engaging as well. But all those little things are what people would be excited about when they come down to the event. Um, and in events in general, really, somehow, I think we've gone to the point where it can be the good old boring stuff that used to be 20 years ago, right? And, and fortunately for someone like us, or unfortunately for some of the bigger events out there that are not incorporating this latest technology, um, that's what the world is. So we want to incorporate that into events. You want to make sure that people when they come down to events, something that they use in their day-to-day or have heard about but do not know how to use it, they could experience that when they come down to the events or to different events. Uh, but we always, I'm not, I'm going to give you a disclaimer, I'm not the best when it comes to technology, but I have an amazing, we have an amazing <laughs> team here, Laura, for instance, nice, yeah. our CMO, absolutely amazing. She's helped, she's the one that put up all the, speaking agenda, reached out to the community. Um, Lorraine, which is our marketing director, amazing lady, phenomenal. She, she just, some, some of the things they tell me, I just, I just, I get blown away with, with all of these. Um, lo- yeah. Lots of different technologies and stuff out there. But to answer your question, um, there are quite a few different things out there. Um, but uh, for, for our, I can speak about ours, there's quite a few that we've got coming up as well. That, that's exciting. Yeah. Those are the things that actually create really special moments too. Like those are the social media share worthy moments yeah. where you're like, you're in the Oculus and you, you know, you get the event tag, you get exposure, you're, you're promoting your event. And, um, 
those are really the cool things that people look for as well, right? Again, um, you're competing with other with other people or other events, whether it's a local happy hour or something else, right? How do you make it, you know, slightly unique and create memories for people? Because once they have that memory, oh, I had the best time yeah. at the Source Marketing Group's happy happy hour event. Love those people, right? You've now created these really positive memories for people and then you you start building affinity if they're not your clients they're going to at least be people that are advocating for you and your brand so consider those experiential elements if you're if you're planning an event and definitely check out um you know again what jotia group has going on because they're incorporating so much really cool badass experiential elements into their own event and so um uh, of course there's someone to watch so I want to I want to move to the lightning round and uh this is a series of five questions you have 10 seconds to answer um but I'll I'll try to be easy on you. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to have to wear my big boy's pants now, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those weren't on yet. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. What's your favorite strain? Sativa. Nice. If you could be any famous person, who would you be? Um, Winston Churchill. I can tell you grew up in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've gotten as a business owner? More than two is a crowd. Um, meaning if you want to as much ventures as you want to open up, make sure you do not have more than two partners. Ooh. That is some good advice. Uh, cause I've heard some, it's challenging, right? You know, you've got to be willing to compromise and have a partner you're really in it yeah. with. So I think yeah. that's some damn good advice. Uh, what, what is a cause or purpose you deeply believe in? Mine is quite, um, easy and straightforward because it's obviously personal and that's, um, solving homelessness, which is a big thing. Um, not just in America, but all over the world. Uh, because we just have so many damn lands and yet still people are homeless and we have so many people with yeah. money yet still people are homeless. Um, so homelessness really and pro providing. Mm, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's, it's huge. We were just talking about that yesterday on a, on a different podcast recording and then on the, on the walk in our neighborhood you know, I'm like talking to my girlfriend, like, why, how is this an issue that we, we can't, you know, provide housing and food. And I think there's a lot of good people in the world. Um, and just like you, and, and I hope we can continue to find ways to continue to grow and make an impact on, on these types of causes, because to your point, that's just, it shouldn't yeah. be that way. I appreciate you sharing and bringing that up. What's your secret talent? <laughs> I mean, if I say it, it's not a secret, is it? I, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite good at cooking, actually. I don't do it a lot, but I'm quite good at cooking. Nice. I love that. Night. cooking can be fun I, uh, my girlfriend loves it and it's very relaxing to her for me it feels like chaos because there's like boiling there's sounds coming from all over and uh, but I, I'm trying to learn to be a better cook yeah. <laughs> I think cooking comes with creativity it does yes 
I love it. That is a good creative brain. Well, thank you for, for making it through the lightning round with me. And, and thank you again for coming on. I, I really, um, I can't wait to see everything come together for, for the Green Label Summit and Expo in the fall. And, and thank you for sharing so much knowledge on the podcast today. Uh, for our audience, if you need quick links, check out our Market Like a Badass show notes with links to JR's company social handles. Uh, and links to the event website. But JR, in your own words, can you tell our audience where they can find you and more information on your events? Yes. So I can be mainly found on LinkedIn, which is um, JR Ogoabaka, which is spelled JR. My last name is A W G U A G B A K A. That's just on LinkedIn. And um, for the events, it's just green labelsummit.com then for the expo one is greenlabelexpo.com um, and then for the overall company you can just find out jotiagroup.com which is j-o-t-i-a group.com all the events again social media just green level summit or green level expo rather um, on linkedin um, instagram Facebook, Twitter, whatever they've got out there these days, or X, whichever name you call it these days. I, I appreciate you sharing all those, and I, I will make sure we get all of those in the show notes so that if you go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening, you can pull up those links um, and find that information. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. And, and again, I'll drop this info in the show notes so our listeners can find you. But but thank you again oh, for Kristen, coming on it's today. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. I am. Um, this was this was very good, um, and thanks for what you do, because it's no joke having to put through put up with, with a bunch of people, and um, you you you're doing a good cause. Um, but yeah, so thanks so much again. I like to always tell people one of my my favorite quotes is, "Whatsoever the mind can conceive and believe, it will achieve." So whatever you can conceive and believe you'll achieve and also be the change that you want to see in the world. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you, you, I needed yeah, that today. You are, Thank you. you. Making <laughs> You're making the changes um, by being there. But yeah, thanks so much for doing this. Hey, thank you. Really, really appreciate um, getting to learn even more about what you have going on. So thanks again. Follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass.